Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and call to the town guards. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Morning's huddle with me, Bram, with him per usual. My boy and producer, Marcus. What's up, Dog Nation? And our master of all things sound and video, Maxime. How's it going? Gentlemen, I am fired up to announce that after way too long, the exact guy we need today is rejoining us, the all-powerful moderator behind a Warrior subreddit page with about a half million members, a Santa Cruz expert who can tell you the best spot to tailgate before a C-dubs game, a long-time Warriors guru and enormous presence on Golden State Twitter, and a man who just can't wear his loon jersey enough these days, Mr. Eric Jed. What's going on, Eric? Hey, thanks for having me back in. Nice to see you all. Yeah, of course, man. No need for like any kind of formalities or thanks. The pleasure is ours. And I say this too often, but I mean it today. We fucking need you. So today is one side of our intern hunger game bracket. And I selected you specifically, Matt. Um, you strike me and take this as the compliment as is intended as a really good judge of pre, uh, people. Um, I haven't asked you your opinion of me yet for real good reason. I, I'm afraid of what you'll say. And you also have no problem expressing your opinion and just speaking your mind, you know what I mean? So when we bring Tiffany on today, at the end of it, we're gonna ask for your honest opinion. And I'm, I'm hope you're up for it. Yeah, man, let's do it. Hell yes. Uh, before we get there and hear from Tiffany, Let's do our glass half full, boys. Look back on recent Warriors basketball. Give me something you like, something you don't. I'll give us a couple just to start it off. Something I like that they put off that win last night against Minnesota. Um, there are regular season wins, just games during the front 82 that don't feel that important when they happen. And then when you look back on a successful season, you suddenly realize their importance. If the Warriors pull out this tailspin of a season, if they move on into the playoffs and, and have some success, I think we're going to be able to look back on this Minnesota game as a big reason why. I mean, they enter last night tied with Minnesota and four, four of their top eight players not there. You know, Steph, Clay, or Steph Draymond Wiggins, and then GP2. None of them were there. They spent the entire night looking like they were going to shit the bed, and then they pull it out at the last second. So what do I like? a huge win with a depleted roster. What do I don't like? Maxime, if you don't mind, pull up that uh, that Reddit subreddit thing that I found. This is from Eric's subreddit, and it's a picture, um, and it says Golden State Warriors, and then it's almost like a, 
like a scale and three quarters of it is sit you don't like. So it starts off, oh boy, I'm excited to watch my favorite team. Then the next segment of watching it is I'm going to kill myself. And then the last segment says, nice, we won. This is how I experience every single fucking Warriors game now, including last night. So I meant when I said, boys, huge win. It's what I liked. I ended up being excited throughout the evening in a good mood afterwards. But I'd say for about seven eighths of that game, I hated the experience. It made me so frustrated. I wanted to turn it off. And it's a microcosm of this year. It's just how it is. Nothing's easy. Even the upside wins. What See, that one, didn't, that one didn't hit me quite the same because uh, as I've shared on Twitter a few times, I have the utmost supreme confidence that the Warriors will win anytime I'm physically in the building because it's been it's been 20, 28 years ago my, my old man took me to my first Warriors game, which they won, and I have since gone on to carry with me quite possibly the longest win streak of any active Warriors fan. I have not seen the Golden State Warriors lose while I have been in attendance at a home game in 28 years. And what? there's, I, I got to, I got to preface this by saying there were some years I did not go at all when I didn't have money for tickets. There were many years when I could only afford tickets to watch them play the Kings, which I think is dramatically contributed to, to this ongoing streak. But like, I think I've been to seven games this year. I went to like probably eight or nine last year. Um, so yeah, I think you went to about I was, zero. I was never between- worried. I was never worried. Yeah, you didn't go between 2000 and like 2015, which was definitely the right move. And there's no way I believe that you weren't worried at some point last night. When they were down like 12, 14 in the fourth quarter, there's no way you turned to your wife like, watch this. You were definitely concerned. She actually turned to me and was saying that she was really stressed out because she was like really worried my streak was going to end. And I was like, look, if it ends, it ends. Like, as I told you, like, I don't play for the team. I got no control. I'm going to go get a pineapple cream soda and enjoy myself. (laughs) Dude, you are so much healthier than I am. If if we had well, the exact same about that soda, <laughs> no, but but your mentality is healthy. If oh, that was my I see, wife I and I. The, it'd be the exact opposite. I'd spend the entire time telling my wife, I'm so worried about this. I'm so worried. And she would ultimately in the fourth go, look, I don't give a shit. Win, lose, I don't <laughs> care. You know, just it is what it is. Stop talking about it, dude. Uh, Eric, That's give us so something funny. you like or don't like about Warriors who. Dude, I got so much that I like, but uh, you got to, and this is the low-hanging fruit, so I hope you guys have some actual answers, because my answer is, the sea captain, Clay Thompson, is the fucking man. He's unbelievable. He's like, he's strapped this team to his back, and he's going off. It was 32 points last night in a, in a huge, huge win, 42 the night before, 22, 18, 27, 15, 31, and 42, stretching back over like the last eight games, points per game. This man is on a mission to prove anyone that's ever doubted him wrong. And he is assuredly doing so. I love it. It's, this is a, a full cup, not a half cup. Like this guy is, yeah, he's everything. Fuck. Yes, he is. Uh, I think that Mully last night said, and I didn't do the research behind it, but I trust him hall of famer that clay's last two months were the best in his career. I'm going to underline that. Not the best since he's been back, dude. Not the best since he's had the surgery. Not the best since he's had this year. Mm -hmm. The best in a career that spans four fucking titles. So, yeah, man. he's Of course we need to underline that. It's worth it. Whoever would have saw that coming, and it feels like that spike happened right when Barkley started talking all that shit, which makes it even more satisfying. It's like the the footnote of he's doing it after an ACL and Achilles is gone. Like it doesn't matter that he was injured before. Like he is outperforming other superstars that have never been injured or haven't had significant. I mean, I don't have a list of names in front of me, but what he's doing is just unbelievable. Uh, Clay Thompson is the man. Completely agree. MT. Um, two things I like. One that I don't. Um, I like that Jordan Poole. Shot 25% from the field, one for eight from three, had as many turnovers as he did assists, but still was plus eight for the game and impacted us winning. I think that's a big Wiseman would never. when he has a, a bad game like that. He um, <laughs> you know, normally when he has a game like that, you know, like it's hard for us to recover when our starting guard is, is playing like that, but he's still finding ways to impact the game to have a positive, um, you know, like role in, in certain spaces. So um, him being, being able to have that impact with the, with the poor shooting like that, I think just 
um, is a good sign for us down the road. Um, honorable mention to Ty Jerome for being in the 50-40-90 club. Um, Hell yeah. You know, like he's playing amazing, flying under the radar if you're not a Warriors mm-hmm. fan. Um, he doesn't have enough minutes and games to probably qualify for um, getting the recognition that he should. But the fact that he's a two-way player <laughs> shooting 50-40-90 is just absurd. Um, what I don't like is that the Lakers got Jared Vanderbilt. I was sleeping on him. Um, but just watching him play now in the Lakers, I, I see why people were saying he was as good as he was and advertised. I remember when we were casually throwing his name around and I was like, no, I don't, that's, he's not a big enough name. And now I wish we would have gotten the Lakers improvement makes me furious, furious. I still believe in this team. I understand why we're keeping the course and we'll see how the season plays out, but watching how tight the West is and watching the very palpable leap that the Lakers made at the trade deadline, not by acquiring Kevin Durant, but just by making the moves that were in front of him, makes me fucking furious. Um, the Ty Jerome thing, if you left the Bay Area and found 10 basketball fans, not like NBA heads who know everything, but basketball fans, and then showed them a picture of Ty Jerome, how many of those 10 do you think would be like, oh, that's Ty Jerome? Or I think like <laughs> two. No one. Dude. Like, man, no one. Like maybe two. Yeah, outside of Virginia, zero. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maxime, I got a couple more, but uh, let's hear your side. Well, so a couple of things. One, it, the the Lakers' recent ascendance, it seems, um, it's a, you know, there's glass half full and glass half empty there, right? Um, half, half empty is that D'Angelo Russell is a part of that, and that's like pretty rough to see as a Warriors fan to see him sort of fitting in there. It's just like a little bit of a dagger in the back. But um, I, actually, this is also a glass half empty because you never like to see injuries. It, it looks like they're just reporting that LeBron's going to be out for an extended period of time now. Um, so just when things started to look good, you know, we got multiple weeks where LeBron's not going to be a part of this squad, and I, I don't care how good they are. If LeBron's not a part of it, they're not going to be as good. Um, but anyways, back to the Warriors. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, it's good that you cut me off because I was going to say something ugly about how I like that he got hurt, but I won't say that. That's a yeah. really stupid thing to say and should not be said into a microphone. Yeah, no, we, we would never it's do never, that. I, of course not, dude. I'm definitely not – I'm not happy that his injury helps the Warriors playoff. Uh, yeah, no, at we, all. That does we, not make me happy in any way, shape, well. or form. So, we wish him well. Yeah, that, that's right. I, and a, a very speedy recovery. I hope he comes back uh, right after June. Take, take all the time he needs. Get, get his body right. <laughs> a million dollars a year, right? <laughs> I like uh, I like seeing some of our some of our young guys um, get some extended run, um, especially when they play as well as Patrick Baldwin Jr. did. Um, just really looking like a quality basketball player, and we already knew that, but it felt so good um, to see him actually start to stretch his legs a little bit while Moody continues to perform well. It's fantastic, which is also kind of weirdly something that I don't like. It's just crazy to me that we have three of our stars out of the rotation and Steve Kerr's response is, you know what? Like this is a great opportunity to, uh, give some two way players, uh, you know, some extended runtime. Like what a fantastic, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, we're sitting here at 500. This is like, it's, you know, I, I get that maybe all the pieces are going to fall together now. And like Zach Lowe keeps on saying, oh, they're going to go on a run soon here, you know? But at the same time, I can't help but like wonder if it's like, if we're sitting at 500, this seems like the opportunity with the stars out to at least give the young guys an opportunity to play a little bit. And, and lo and behold, I mean, listen, we pulled out the win, so you can't get mad at him. And I respect the shit out of Steve Kerr and I'm never going to slander his name, but I, I truly do not understand understand why we're seeing like three minutes of Patrick Baldwin Jr. against the Timberwolves when like it looked like we were going to lose that game anyways. Here's a fucking newsflash. You just slandered his name eight seconds ago, so I'm not sure nah, that, not, uh, that promise true. is really going to hold up. <laughs> um, and another just practical reality, if you have Anthony Lamb on your roster, you have to develop him. I mean, immediately <laughs> talk about his prospect, man. You got to find out what his ceiling is. So just get him as right. many fucking minutes as you possibly can. I uh, the, At the end of this year, there's going to be either a celebration or a eulogy of how they handled this roster, you know, and maybe, maybe when they're on some parade and we suddenly realize what their vision was, okay, apologies around, or maybe we look back at a 500 team that didn't develop shit and get kind of frustrated, but we're early, right? So we'll hold that. Um, here, I think we're bearing the little bit of it. Uh, here's something I like. If you wouldn't mind, throw up Jay Dumas's Twitter. What I like is Steph is nearing a return, boys. I'm looking I at that. friend of the podcast, Jason Dumas's Twitter account. And what he has is a video of Steph working out. He got an on-court workout after practice today. And what Dumas reports 
is that they're expecting a update as early as Wednesday, and maybe we'll see him back this week. So uh, what do I like? Steph's return. I'll give you something else I like. I like that we are on the edge, basically, of playoff basketball right now. With the way the West is, you know, and, and everyone's so close to one another, each one of these games will matter. Don't take my word for it. And I didn't think this would ever happen. I didn't think I'd be playing a quote from this person on this show, but it is what it is. Maxime, go ahead and run that quote from Austin Rivers. It's going to be competitive. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, that's what you want. I'm so glad that there's only 21 games left. Like, let's get to it. You know what I mean? And, and let's see who's going to be in the playoffs and who's not. This is going to be the best basketball, by the way, all season. I mean, if, if you're not like a, a, the biggest fan of the NBA, but if you're not the biggest fan of basketball, okay, so be it. But if you are a, a, an athlete whatsoever and like competition, and obviously we just talked about the lack of competition in the All-Star game and this and that. If you want to see competitive basketball play, watch these last 21 games, uh, specifically in the Western Conference. You're going to get as bad as competitive basketball as you could possibly get. They are going to be many playoff games for sure. You know that on the head, Pasha. Every single team right now is trying to get separation, the little that they can, and get in these playoffs uh, or, you know, at the worst case, play in. And you're going to see a lot of, lot of competitive basketball because we're all pretty much in the mix right here in the West. So I look forward to seeing it, playing in it, and being a part of it. Fuck off. There's man. off. That, <laughs> after that, the pie, after that, <laughs> after that bullshit flop that he pulled last night, where he like threw his head back like he got socked in the jaw. I don't want to hear this man talk about the purity of competitive basketball. <laughs> that was some complete garbage. I'm still like, I'm I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm so even, like I'm even keeled normally. You're like, oh, you're you're so laid back. I'm like, no. That's some bullshit. I was so upset, man. I was heated when they showed that on the Jumbotron. Uh, I love you, Eric. And look, it dovetails perfectly my next point, right? The thing I don't like. I don't like (laughs) me for liking that fucking quote, dude. I had that on here. (laughs) As I was watching him yesterday, I've hated Austin Rivers my whole life. Like, I've rooted for him to lose. I don't know him. It's a sports hate. Mm. You know, I'm sure he's a good dude. And then I listened to that podcast, the Off Guard podcast, by the way, on the Ringers Network. And he was like, Calm and it, it was a. It, I, I won't give too many compliments because I don't want to hate myself too much. But thank you, Eric, for providing kind of the ying to my yang there. We we needed a little Austin Rivers fuck you. Um, and last thing before we welcome Tiffany in, our number one seed on the uh, Hunger Games mm. intern reality show. The last thing I don't like, Eric, fucking snow, dude. I'm out. I'm out on snow. <laughs> now to be fair. I'm a Northern California kid, born and raised in Oakland. Snow hasn't really been part of my life. Uh, Maxim, go ahead and pull up that picture. This last weekend, as the podcast listeners know, this last week I spent in Yosemite. We got fucking trapped there. All the roads got shut down. And the picture we're going to see here in a moment is of my rental car. What they told me, Eric, was that this is, this is two days before we uh, ultimately left. They said, you might want to go out and uh, uncover, unearth your rental car. I was like, well, we're not leaving for two days. They said, oh, if you don't do it today, you won't find your fucking car. Dang. And then we literally, and then we went out there. I thought they were being dramatic. And my goddamn car, you couldn't see it. We had to unearth the entire thing via snow. And I'm going to say it this way. The last like 15 years, I've bitched to anybody that it was too expensive to live in California. Yeah. I'm going to put that the other way. We don't pay enough to avoid fucking snow, dude. I don't like whatever it is that I'd have to pay to not have to go out and shovel that shit for the rest of my life. I'm in is what it is. I'm spoiled as shit. I don't like snow. I I don't know what else to say. Well, I don't know what else to say either because uh, Google Chrome is just not letting me show this. uh, It's just a not safe for work uh, image, you know, and um, panic everybody too much. So I was making uh, it. We're not allowed to show it. <laughs> Make it Fair snow shoveling we'll is obviously the fastest way to get the snow dealt with. So, I see. I've, I saw this photo because Bram sent it to me, and it, it's a picture of him and his daughter outside. And he's telling me, "I'm trying to shovel my rental car out here, and there's no visible car. It's just like white blanket snow everywhere, and then like an eight foot mound of snow." 
like, it's like well, is your rental car a double decker bus? Why is there so much damn snow right it's here? It's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. It was so hard finding it. And then crazy. if you look in the back, I sent it to a few people. My daughter's in the back, and she's supposed to be helping me with like this, like ice scraper we gave her. She's doing an arg or air guitar with the ice scraper. It was the worst ninety minutes of my life. And for the 10 minutes my kid was out there, she just air guitar and didn't give a fuck. Which, you know what? Good for her. But uh, She can teach you something. (laughs) You just got to air guitar your way through life a little more often. I've been trying, man. You you say that as if we haven't met. I'm a psychopath. What do you want from me? I'm I'm trying my best. You know, I just... I just uh, opened up a possible relationship with Austin Rivers. So, you know, I'm I'm growing. You know, there's nothing else. Let's turn to our uh, our intern and the Hunger Games. Hopefully, Tiffany is ready to join us. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, Tiffany, hey. what is Good to see you. up? So um, to start this off, for those who didn't listen last week, we reached out. We wanted an intern. We got a ton of submissions. Thanks again if you had interest. We narrowed it down to the top four. Last week, we seeded that top four based on their videos. Tiffany was number one. Cody was number four. Tiffany, I got good news for you already. Cody bowed out. He wasn't a big no! fan of the way he that we reviewed his videos. So he was the one. He was the one from Charlottesville, right? Uh, exactly right. Um, yeah, he's so the one it was going to be like a big old Southern battle. I was like looking forward to it. <laughs> well, it turns out that if you like Cody on your podcast, don't suggest that he lives with his parents. He takes that really <laughs> fucking hard. And I can I can confirm that he does not live with his parents. And we gave him an opportunity to come on here and explain that. But uh, let's not focus on the person who's not moving on. Let's focus on you. We gave you assignments. We still want to go through them today. But it's just you. And we're going to start just with some personal questions. Yeah. Um, Where are you from originally? So that is actually a very complicated question because my dad was in the army. And so we I was so I was born in Hawaii and we moved every other year all around the country. I went to five different high schools. But so my parents are from the Bay, my entire family. I'm like literally there's two of us that live outside of California. One is in Colorado and I'm like literally on the other side of the country. But my dad is from Oakland and my mom, I think it was, they're from Fremont now. That's, I don't know what happened before that, but they're from Fremont. So anytime someone asks me, I'm like, hey, where are you from? It's like, I've always like claimed the Bay because that was the only place that we would go to. Like we'd spend our summers there. Like, shoot, Fremont was like farmland when I was younger. That might need to be a little bit. But oh. um, so like summers and Christmas, that was that was our jam. We would always drive, we drove cross country a lot. But Marcus, I want you to be I, disappointed with me because here's here's the little behind the scenes. I I was emailing with Tiffany today, just setting up the logistics. And she jokingly, I, I thought, said, look, I'm, I'm nervous. I may vomit today. And I was hoping when we started this, she'd be hella nervous. You know, they're like, I'd throw a softball and she'd kind of like suck at the question. Not at all, dude. She's hella confident and, and capable. There's not going to be any vomiting today, which sucks because I thought a throw up on air would just be gold. Look, we're, we're like, number look, one we're like, for a reason. <laughs> we're only two minutes in, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there is a chance. Um, here's my second question for you, Tiffany. Did you want to just read us your credit card number out on the air right now or just show it on video again? I mean, you're calling. Look, How I thought I put it in the email. Like, so my daughter gassed up her car and she had my card. And so I'm sitting right by the front door. So she hands me my card back because she'll keep it and just like take it everywhere. And so I had it in my hand. And then when I was like, cutting all my scenes that I liked, I noticed, I'm like, damn, I have my card in there. But I didn't want to go back because I liked what I had. I'm like, that's a lot of work. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Eric, in her intro video, um, she showed a lot of production value. She did a great job. And so there was different cuts at her. And one of the cuts was her waving inexplicably her credit card around. I've, I've desperately tried to actually get the number. I couldn't. You know, I, I was going to buy a whole bunch of shit, but so far, I've found exactly nothing. Um, I know you probably want these questions coming from Marcus because you like his voice, so we'll, we'll turn it over to him next. But 
What story time with Uncle Marcus? (laughs) (laughs) That's never happening, by the way. I'm stopping that right now. Uh, Was it that your parents were from the Bay that led you to being a Warriors fan, or why? How did Golden State come in your life? It was actually, yeah, my grandfather. um, My grandfather loved all Oakland teams. We weren't allowed to like root for anyone else. So I grew up going to A's games. Like they always had the best tailgate parties. Um, Oakland Raiders back in the day and then the dubs. And honestly, like when I was younger, we would just go to like Oracle because our friends were there or, you know, when you're like in your teens or whatever, young adults, like that's where you go and like meet up with your friends. You watch a game and then in between you, you know, you just do some laps. (laughs) I can approach it. I don't know why you say when you're young. If I could afford it, I'd go there frequently <laughs> now. Um, so, boys, we gave Tiffany some assignments. She's got golden questions for us. But before we do that, I'm turning to you guys. Any personal questions, any questions that you'd like to ask her uh, so we can find out a little bit more about her for the competition? Hey, you said you're on the other side of the country. Where, where are you? I'm in Williamsburg, Virginia. Have you guys heard of Williamsburg? I have. Mm-hmm. One of the well, so like where I'm from is like where Pocahontas is from. Like she <laughs> ran around. I, I, I yeah. heard that name. She like ran around all up in here with you know John Smith before she was kidnapped, <laughs> taken back to England. <laughs> There's a name I didn't think we'd be talking about today. Uh, <laughs> a Pocahontas take. Yeah, I mean yeah. you are Not number on my one. On a bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> my center space. Oh, okay. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll ask one for the listeners. Um, favorite Warriors memory? So I think my favorite Warriors memory was when they were playing OKC. Um, it was, I think it was game seven. We were at my mom's house and everybody came over to watch to watch the game. And, you know, we were down. And then everybody would like kind of switch up seats. Like someone would go in the living room, someone would be in the kitchen. And if we were on a run, we're like, nobody move. Y'all got to stay in your seats. Or like, you know, it's like, oh, I wasn't touching my phone. So they pick up their phone and like, we're down like by five or something. We're like, put your phone down. But then when we finally won, that that was that was a pretty, that was a pretty cool memory. No, there was also one time when we actually won the championship. Unfortunately, I don't remember what year it was. And like, so we went many. outside. Exactly. Glorious. Hard to keep track. We go outside. That's the great thing about being a Dubs fan. But we go outside and like already there were like fireworks everywhere. They don't do that in Virginia. (laughs) For Warriors championships? Weird. No, championships. Someone alert Pocahontas immediately. We need we need some uh, celebrity to, to step in here. When MT brought up, like, what was your favorite Warriors memory? I don't know why. It's not my favorite Warriors memory, but the first thing came to mind was, like, Latrell Sprewell choking out PJ Carlson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Great times. Like, I haven't thought about that in a little while, but we got, you know, storied yeah. franchise. We, if this was like a documentary, it, you know, the camera would flash back to however long ago that was, you know, late 90s, and the news comes out, and then it shows Eric celebrating like you've never seen. Like, yes, <laughs> finally somebody chose <laughs> PJ. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Um, I got one more question for you, Tiffany, and then we'll turn to yours. So as you know, you listen to the show. It kind of breaks down. We spend a lot of time talking about the Warriors, but there's also kind of a soap opera component of this where we, we reveal things about ourselves. And one of the things we asked way back when is if any of us ever cheated on anything. You know, any test at any point growing up. And then we guessed. Maxime lied to everyone and said that he didn't. He did. Uh, Marcus, I feel like said he did, but he kind of hedged it. Eric, we actually didn't ask. We'll ask him too. And I definitely did. I cheated on my way through high school for sure. So we're going to ask you, have you ever cheated on anything? You don't have to tell us when or what it was, but have you ever cheated on anything? And before you do, boys, quick guess. I'm going to say yes on Tiffany. She's not going to tell us. It's going to be something totally insignificant, something stupid like a DMV test or something. But I do. I think at some point in her life, she's peered over at someone else's answers and used them. Yeah, 100%. For me. If you go to five different high schools, yeah, at some point you don't care about one of those and you're just going to cheat until you know that you're moving on to another high school. <laughs> you got to keep up somehow. <laughs> 
Well, not that, uh, that, that uh, exposes a little bit of the truth, perhaps. Um, if not, that's an incredible um, about face or whatever. But uh, I think it's true. But I think it's it's mainly because, you know, it's it's you're shrewd, right? It's not because you needed to in order to get by. It's because, like, that allowed you to do other things, right? It's like you just kind of knocking things down and cheating is the best way to get through it to the thing that's more important. So <laughs> I think Eric, he has a window guess. to my soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jiffy, you're not supposed to tell us the answer until we have all the guests, <laughs> guesses out there. <laughs> Eric, go ahead and use that window to her soul to give us your response. Uh, if I, if I've cheated on stuff, no, no, no. Yeah. Do you think Tiffany has ever cheated? You definitely oh, yeah. have. I'm not even guessing. Uh, I know for sure you have. A hundred percent. Tiffany's definitely cheated. Uh, she looks guilty. What's the response? Okay, yeah, I have. And I was not, I was not slick about it. It was a spelling test. So that kind of shows how long ago it was. And the chick in front of me always got all the answers right. And I didn't feel like actually just doing it, I guess. So when we were turning our papers in, I like stood up, walked by her desk, turned my head and looked down and then sit back down and start writing. Holy nice. shit. That's how bold I was. To, you should have gone to Skyline High School. You would have fit right in. Tiffany, we really appreciate you being honest and open like that. It's our turn now. I think we asked you to put together some golden questions and maybe even a personal one. Mike's yours. All right. So with everything unfolding, how it has this season, you know, there's always been talk about is Draymond going to be here? What's the future look like for Clay? Even though I feel like that should be silenced now. Um, but what does the team look like in three years? Three. Anyone want to go first? Well, That's there will be 15 question. players. And a coach. <laughs> will, will there be? Will there be? We'll be at Chase. Ooh. I was That's thinking 14 players. That's a good yeah, point. I'm out here. I'll, I'll take a crack at it first. I think what makes your question so great is the state of flux the team is currently in. Um, nothing would surprise me, and I don't think Bob Myers could answer that question honestly right now. Not right now. He will be able to come you know, May, perhaps June, if we're really lucky, but I think they're going to need to see what this core is capable of come playoffs. If they look anything like the team we saw ascend to our championship last year, then it's going to be pretty similar. Um, and maybe not in three years, but we'll still be holding on to the core. I, if they don't, if this team doesn't make the plan or shits the bed early in the playoffs, I think we're going to see some wholesale changes. And I, you know, I think Steph will be here, but everyone else is almost a coin flip beginning, for example, with Bob Myers, the you know even the architect of the team. So I think we're, we are, you know, if, if this is a flow chart, I think we're at the initial precipice, most important question. And we, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that. Well, it sounded like there was a, a lot of surprise within the front office when we won a championship last year that we won a championship last year. I mean, there's good reason, right? Yeah. With somebody like Steph Curry on your squad, of course, you always know you have a chance, but I didn't, I think. We, uh, we understand that they didn't totally see it coming to that extreme. And so they said, oh, okay, well, let's not rock the boat. But that indicates to you that already there was an anticipation that they might be making some serious changes. And it could go to the point where in three years, because originally my first thought was, okay, Steph, that's a lock. The other 14 or 13 spots um, might be up for debate. But there's even a possibility, and like, God forbid, and I really hope it doesn't happen, right? But that this this team gets so deconstructed that Steph says, eh, you know what? At the end of my career here, maybe I'm going to do like a Tony Parker and just like spend a, the end of my season back in Charlotte just to do something a little bit different, um, or at the end of my career, I should say. So it does really, to your point, Bram, it feels like everything is so much in flux. I, I don't think if I were a betting man, I would bet on Steph Curry ending his career in Golden State, but it really does go to show you, yeah, if if we if we flame out early, um, like you said, there's going to be some large-scale changes because we already know that the front office was planning on it a year ago. Tiffany, you've already had your first major impact on the pod. I now hate Maxime. I couldn't stand that answer, and if <laughs> Steph leaves, I fucking blame him. MT, what's your answer? Um, the exact opposite. I think um, the Warriors, I think... All three, Steph, Clay, and Dre, are here in three years. I think they retire Warriors. Um, is it the best move for our franchise? Maybe not, but uh, I think it rewards the culture that they created in a way that um, 
can continue continue it on once they they hang them up. Um, I'll admit that fifty one percent of that answer is me trying to speak it into existence versus me putting money behind it. But um, I do think that the way Draymond is played, we keep saying like, oh, he's not going to age well, and then every year he still plays well. Um, so I I think that they reward those four. I mean, you've seen it done with the Iguodala right now. Iguodala being on the team is a waste of that roster spot unless he's doing amazing things in the locker room. Probably is, but, you know, there's a strong argument that can be made that the few games that he's played haven't really impacted or been worth <clears throat> how much we're paying him. So I think that that gets extended um, in, in spades to Steph, Clay, and Draymond and they are all part of the team in three years. Eric, you've been firing off remarkable, useful information in the chat um, mm-hmm. and typing loud as fuck. I don't mind telling you. I, mean, I can hear that. Shit. It's hell of loud. Uh, what I do got you a think, mechanical Kevin? keyboard. <laughs> uh, I was referencing this doc that uh, my guy Kevin built. It's got the Warriors' salaries over time. So peeking at it, um, the question's three years from now. Puts us to 25-26. We've only got four players on contract already with guaranteed contracts. That's going to be Steph Curry at 59 million bucks. Wiggins at 28 mil pool will make 36 million and PBJ with $4.4 million in the 25, 26 season. Um, I anticipate we'll get renewed contracts for, for, um, for Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, he'll be there. Ryan Rollins. I'm, I'm not sure. It, we've seen so little of him. Um, It'll be such a different landscape. I think this is a really hard question to answer because we don't even know if Bob Myers or Steve Kerr are going to be with the Warriors next year. Like those are unresolved contract negotiations. Um, I anticipate Steph Curry retires a Warrior. That's just how I see this playing out. I'll be really surprised if Clay goes as well. Um, I think Clay will sign a contract for less cash, but maybe not. He's been kind of playing out of his mind. So I actually, I'm going to walk that back right now. Like I would have said two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or a month ago, you know, Clay maybe signs a deal closer to 20, 25 million a year. Maybe something about, you know, he made a lot of the money on the front end when he was injured. But no, like he's, he's playing like he's worth every penny. Uh, I think it's really interesting to think about how, how Kevin Durant's tenure with the Warriors ended. And the media asking him so much about his future contract. If he's going to sign, what's his plans? Now let's take that and let's look at Draymond, who very openly has said, "Like, look, the writing's on the wall." Like, <laughs> didn't didn't skirt the question. Obviously, the situation's different because KD could have gotten probably whatever he wanted from the Warriors and clearly didn't want to stay. Um, it's just been interesting. Draymond, I think, very professionally was like, look, it's out of my hands. He wasn't saying, I just want to talk basketball. Like, let's just talk about basketball. Why aren't you asking me about basketball over and over? He's like, oh, no. He's, he's like, I can't worry about this now because no one's doing a deal right now. And it's because Wiggins is making money and Poole's making money and no hard feelings. And my job right now is to try and win this year. And I'd like to be back. And we'll talk about if financially we can do that. But he's not giving up anything. Uh I think there's a really good chance that Draymond's a Laker next year. I, I mean, if I had to bet something significant to me, I mean, if I only had to pick three people, I'm not, let me put it that way. If I had to bet on the people I knew would be here in three years, like, I mean, put down real money, it'd be Lacob, it'd be Steph, and it'd be JK. That's it. You know, oh, everybody else, I think, is wide open. And that's also a testament to who the hell Kaminga might be mm-hmm. or how they're viewing them. But I guess we will find out. Uh, I was going to go... I was going to go Lake of Steph and Anthony Lamb. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> <do that. laughs> I'm not ready to jump on Anthony Lamb. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still taking him hella hard. I hate Lamb minutes. I'm just going to say that. So, you know, I've always been that kind of person where, you know, the, you guys were talking about glass, you know, half full or whatever. My, my glass is always full, especially with the Warriors. I just feel like Bob Myers and even, you know, Kerr, they just see things at such a high level. Like you, I just find it hard to believe that what is unfold, except for all the injuries, but whatever's unfolding, 
wasn't either intentional or they've already thought that out. And I honestly think like if as long as Steph's on the team, at least Kerr will be there or and then if Kerr is there, I think, you know, unless there's something going on with Lacob and um, Myers, but I just the thing is, is like, you know, like why fix what's okay. I'm going to say this, but why fix what's not broken? They haven't proven us wrong just yet. Yes, this season has been an emotional roller coaster in some nights. You know, I'm watching with my eyes closed, but like it's not even over yet. Like, you know, I, I. You're bringing us back, Tiffany, to where we started this, right? That we need more information. If, if they go through this playoff run and they look like they're still capable of a title, they'll be here you know, and, and they will ride that for as long as they possibly can. If it doesn't look like that, they got to cut bait. They got to try everything here. I'll, I'll put it a different way. What I watched the Warriors do under Cohan for decades was be fine about being basically towards the fucking middle. They weren't shitty enough to get a top draft mm-hmm. pick. They weren't good enough to ascend anywhere. And they just stayed there for fucking ever. They couldn't get out of it. I, this Warriors uh, front office is smart enough to avoid that ugliness. That's the worst place you can be in the NBA is in the middle. Mm-hmm. Either be great or terrible. Don't be in between. And so if they're still great, well, no, man. We'll see it in the playoffs. If they're not, then it's time to fucking reset, you know, but we'll we'll see as this thing goes. Um, I think I, one, one more thing. I think it's interesting that what we're going to get to see how much power Steph has in, mm-hmm. in who stays and who goes. Um, I think to Eric's point, Bram, your point, Steph stays. And at some point, if they think of trading Clay or Draymond, they're going to have to run it by Steph. And if Steph mm-hmm. says no, what Damn. do you do? You know, like, do you still trade him? I, I don't know if it's worth it. You may just have to swallow it, even though you want to trade Draymond and he should be a Laker and it makes more sense. Do you upset Steph that way or do you? pay another high luxury bill because you want to keep Steph happy. It also makes me wonder, like, does Draymond want to stay? Like how committed is he to staying? Like, yeah. And and that's such a great question because this has been a year kind of full of turmoil for him. Like with starting with the punch, like early on with the punch, then there's been some behind the scenes or not even behind the scenes, some talk about, you know, other guys getting money when he was due for an extension. Like, is there some animosity there? I'm not sure. And everyone, it's very clear that he's close with LeBron. I think he's got a house in LA. Like, so Steph could absolutely come to bat uh, and he can flex it as much as he wanted. And he could tell like, et cetera, like, Oh, you, you give him the 32 million he wants, or I'm not resigning. Like he has that power. Um, But it'll be a conversation with Draymond. Like, do you want to go? Like, yeah. Like, where would he even, where would he even go? that plays this high of a level of basketball. Like, you know, with him, Clay, and Steph, like it's just such high-level IQ basketball. So where we are – We don't have to analyze Draymond leaving yet. We have an entire offseason where we may go down that. I will put a bow on it with this observation, of, at least as far as Steph's uh, influence. We heard on this fucking show – Tony tell us a couple of days ago that when the Warriors got to three and seven, Steph went to the front office and said, stop with the young guys. This development is not working. Anthony Slater went on the game today and kind of echoed that story. So we know what the fuck Steph's impact is. We just traded the number two pick for GP2 because he didn't want to see him on the floor anymore. So, you know, he's got that impact now. We'll see. We'll see as we go forward. Can I quickly rewind rewind back to the beginning of the show when you asked for glass has fulls, glass has empties. And what, what I wanted to say is that when I was sitting in the stadium last night watching the game and they did like the intro and it's got like uh, Draymond's like, you know, Dub Nation, make some noise. And then they show like little highlight clips of all the players. They showed uh, GP2 catching like a big alley-oop and dunking it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like I know he's not playing yet, but seeing him back in the highlight reel was so exciting. It was like, like definitely. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, that's right. Like he's he's just he should be here. It's he's a warrior through and through. He's a legend. 
There's, really fucking, there's a version of this movie where this is the greatest title run ever. It's a sub 500 team that ascends to a title run. You know, this could be like the opening act to an incredible sports film, but we'll see. You know, we don't know. So Tiffany, I'm going to surprise you with my own golden question and then we'll go back to you. All right. So don't play the video yet, Maxime. They, in fact, asked this question to the Warriors. So we have a definitive answer. But the question is this. What warrior would make the best and worst babysitter? So if you had to cough up your kid to a warrior and allow them to take care of your kids, what would you say? The warriors answered only the worst. So I want you guys to add the best. To give you some time to think, I'll go first. Best for me, Steph, easy. Personality is a little corny. I bet you he has hella dad jokes in his pocket. You know, He's already a dad, so you know he's not going to fuck that up. But perhaps most importantly, he's already a dad with hella money. He probably has like a 12-story treehouse in his back, and each floor has an au pair on that shit. And they could just have the time of their life. You wouldn't have to do anything. My kid would come back speaking fucking French by the end of like you know three hours there. So Steph, for sure. The worst, everyone's going to say Clay. And rightfully so, right? You know, he, he forgets what he's answering before he gets to the end of the question. But So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take another guy, JP. I'm never giving my kid to fucking Jordan Poole, and here's why. I think he'd do something hell of weird and selfish with my kid. I think he'd, like, dress my kid up as his dog and take an Instagram picture or some shit. There'd be, like, some weird move that would really help him and wouldn't be in the best interest of, like, just taking care of my kid. And so JP is off my list. I take Steph, I leave pool. Um, why don't we work our way up to you, Tiffany? Eric, you got kids. Let's start with you, man. What do you think? Best and worst? Uh, best is going to be Andre. And the reasoning is because there's always video clips of him and his son hanging out. He was He's bringing him through everything. When you see, and it's probably because he's a little older too, but when I watch like Steph with his kids, like it's very sweet. Seems like a family guy. But Andre's got like that. His son is almost like you see Draymond with with his son. Like they're like they're they're brothers. Like they're not just a father son, but he's bringing him up in the culture. He's involving him in every step of the way. It just from the outside looking in, it looks like such cool parenting. I, it looks like Andre is a great father. I think that he'd be the best. Uh, the worst, the, the worst is going to be Jonathan Kuminga because. He seems like he's a kid himself. <laughs> just everything I see about him on social media or what he's up to, it just it feels so adolescent. There's no way I would ever trust this kid with the life of another human being at this stage. You two do your nine-year-old like want to drive my Porsche? Like, oh, yeah. sure. That'd be hell of a I feel like Clay is like that cool uncle that uh, you would want to be around. Um yeah. Like he said, all of his friends have kids. So, you know, it's like Uncle Clay this, Uncle Clay that. Like yeah. he's got he's got plenty of experience. Clay would leave you. You'd be in line for like a ride somewhere, <laughs> take you to Great America, and then you'd get hungry and like just wander off to the hot dog stand, totally forgetting that you were there. And like I not to get not a balloon. You know, just like, oh, what's that shiny thing? And then your kid would be lost, you know, looking for somebody to help him. MT, Marcus? Um, I actually am picking Clay. I think he would be the best. I think if you're doing babysitting, like, do I have to turn over the rights and sign over, like, let a warrior adopt my child? That's obviously Steph <laughs> or, or Iggy. Um, but I think if it's just who's going to babysit, I think it's the opposite. It's, it's who's who they're going to have a blast with, and it's going to be Clay Thompson. Like, they're going to be on the boat. They're going to be hanging out with Rocco. They're going to have an amazing time. Who knows what they're going to get into? They're going to be playing with kettlebells that, you know, that everything's on the table. So um, I'm definitely going clay and and my kids will be loving it. Just like, you know, Steph's son walks right up to him and says, hi, Clay Thompson. You know, my kids are going to be doing the same thing. Um, worst. Teach him how to tell the go, future with a kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> worst, I'm going to go PBJ because if you don't even know that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches exist, then what are you feeding them? <laughs> That's a great point. Who knows? I don't know what you're going to feed them. They're going to be hungry and starving. Uh, um, as a babysitter, I'm going to need you to be a little more in tune with, with snacks. So um, I'm going PBJ. All right. So well, you're brave. I don't know if I'd have Clay take my kid on a boat unless he was like tied down to a chair the entire time. <laughs> with, you with pee in this bucket. <laughs> you pee in this bucket. Um, don't move. <laughs> I was going to say, not Gary Payton, the second. Remember, like, 
last year someone went to his like Twitter likes and it was like all adult film actors. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna uh, say he'd sign up kids. for it and yeah. end up hurt. Uh, yeah, right. Because that, that's where. Yeah. yeah, these these are all great nice answers, team. but they're they're all not they're not quite right, right? Because at the end of the day, you got to look at who does Steve Kerr trust the most? It's Ty Jerome. <laughs> it's Ty Jerome. So that's yeah. the answer for who I want trusting with. You know, if he could trust him with the Rock, he could trust him with my baby. Um, and on the other end of the spectrum, I would uh, I honestly I would not trust Andrew Wiggins because what I've heard is that his uh, behind the mic. Um, public persona is very different from his uh, not public persona and so he's the type of dude that would show up to my house and say all the right things to get the gig and then just completely mismanage my child when I'm not looking so that's where I'm at too <laughs> Did you just see that, I choose not to read what Eric just threw into the chat uh, and instead we'll throw it off to Tiffany Tiffany it, it goes okay. to you best and worst babysitter okay so the best I, I mean I would choose Draymond I just love the relationship that he has with um, his kids, especially DJ. You know, it's like he, you know, he it's like bring your kids to work day, like almost every day for Draymond. And he's there. And just the word that he has for them is always very like nurturing. And he's fostering such deep relationships with them. So I just feel like, like Uncle Draymond would definitely be a lot of fun. Now, who I would not want to watch my kid is Jordan Poole. I just feel like they would be going out to a park and, you know, it's a nice day outside playing catch or something. And then some baddies walk by <laughs> and Jordan Poole's like, you God. stay here. Look, the big one, watch the little one. I'll be right back. You don't think he'd weaponize them? You don't think he'd send your kid over? Be like, oh, go oh, introduce no. him. Like, go say hello. No, 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 you know, no. Because like, he's like, he's like, I got this. I got this. You guys just entertain <laughs> yourself. I'm going to go over here and it's going to be all good. Like, there's an ice cream store across the street. Why don't I meet you over there? And, like, you know, 25 <laughs> No, because then, I mean, what if there's a baddie working at the ice cream shop? Like, that's just no, another saying, reason that to ditch me. He's bouncing your kids across the street while he goes and, and meets anybody. I like it. Like I said, we have a definitive response because they, in fact, asked the Warriors. Maxime, let's go ahead and run that clip. Sitter on the team would probably Clay Thompson. Um, About halfway through, he might forget that there's a baby he's responsible for. I would probably say, uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. That is a great question. <laughs> The worst babysitter. Does he even remember the question? He would forget that he was actually babysitting. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. No question, Clay Thompson. Um, <laughs> I'll probably say uh, Clay. Probably the worst. Gosh, that's a great question. Can't be one of the older guys because they all have children and they're very good fathers. So I would assume it would be. Jonathan Kaminga tends to be forgetful sometimes. That's what I'm saying. You know, you can't be forgetting somebody's lunch or nap time. And I say JK. I don't. Sorry, JK. <laughs> uh, probably JK. I wouldn't trust Kaminga to watch my kids, so I'm gonna say JK. He like to have too much fun. This sounds right. This is the right thing to say. It's a safe answer. Yeah. There Look at that go. smile so on his face. Did you see that smile on Poole's face? Like, I wouldn't trust it with my kid. Did you see the look on Draymond's face when he said, absolutely, Clay? No doubt about it. Like, <laughs> Did you trust your kid with Clay? And shout out to whoever organized that video because yeah. the structural idea of having Clay not know what the fuck he's going to say for 45 seconds while everyone else comes out and be like, dude, it can't be him. He will forget immediately was phenomenally well done. Tiffany, back to you. Your next golden question. Okay. So, big three retire right statues going up what is going to be on their epigraph is it going to be like what would it say or would it have like you know the best record that they broke and what would be the pose who do you think gets a statue who are we doing this for all three think uh, get a so, statue? so and that was my that was the next part so steph clay and dre does Andre get one? Great question. So I'm going to, I'm going to have these as two different questions. Who gets a statue out of the, uh, the core four we'll say if we're adding Andre 
And then um, what would the pose be? I don't think Andre gets a statue. Um, I think that Steph, Clay, and Dre will. And my guess, because of who the fuck Steph is, incidentally, I'm distracted. I got to say this. At one point, Marcus and I had an argument about whether or not you'd want to have a statue or uh, or a jersey in the rafters. And I think there's no question at all it's got to be statue. In fact, if you ask these guys, they would all prefer have a statue than have a jersey up. Now, with the jersey, this goes to Steph and who he is, the kind of magnanimous duty is. If he wanted, Steph could have his own individual. Um, you know, he'd be shooting a three somewhere and there'd be something under there, greatest three-point shooter of all time. Instead, I think he goes to the front office and the statue maker and they do one all together. I think Steph, Clay, and Dre are all in a statue together. Um, I don't know. You know what? Going like this. I, this won't be. that. This is too pompous. But if it was up to me, it's that picture we have of the three of them after the four championship yeah. and they yeah, all got the, the four fingers up. That would be what I would suggest, but there was they would be way more humble. You know, they'd be like their arms around each other or something like that. That's that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. I want one of Steph with a basket and a ball going through it and him facing the other direction running away. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that should be that would be a good one. Um I think the three of them together. I don't I don't think Andre uh, I mean I won't be surprised if Andre gets a statue, but uh I think like the in the spirit of the question, I don't feel like quite on the same level as those of those other three um but you know i say that also understanding that none of this happens if it wasn't for andre so i don't know how do you how do you do that i don't think kd gets a statue how about that let's talk about that oh no he does not came in he was amazing i don't i don't know that we would win i'm sorry those two years without him (laughs) yeah what's he done tiffany but I also think that it's it's interesting in that, like, what will this look like if Draymond leaves next year and goes and wins a championship somewhere else? Like, what what will the history books say about, will it feel like, oh, it's all those three? Or if, like, four more years go on and Steph and Clay stay the whole time, will that be viewed as, like, the two? I don't know. I'm not sure. sure. Do Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili have a statue? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> well, I just asked I actually have a degree in statues. A, a comparable <laughs> like comparison, right, to three people and two of which, you know, spent their entire career with a single team. Um, I think I don't think Andre Iguodala gets a statue. Um, I don't think KD gets one, even though Lakeup said he would give him one. I think he walks that back. Um, and I think their individual poses, I love the idea of them doing a group pose to be different. I think maybe they even picked the picture of all three of them when they first got drafted and they're super young and they're wearing beanies at a, at a high school game or college game, wherever they were. Um, but other than that, I think the poses that they do, I think Steph has a mouth guard hanging out of his mouth, maybe a free throw line shot. I think Clay is, is doing the one where um, you know, he's holding up his his hand. It's like after he's he's gone on one of his barrages, um, and Draymond's going to be just where he he does the scream up, up in the air um, after a, a big block. So um, this one, yeah, or that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who aren't watching the video component, I did the uh, strongman thing that Draymond does when he gets an and one. Tiffany, what's your response? And one. I like the idea of having all three of them, but I do think Steph needs to have his own separate one with literally everything he's accomplished. Cause I mean, not only has he had an impact on, you know, the franchise, but just, you know, in the game in general. So he gets his own and then there's one with the three, probably skipping down a yellow brick road. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. And what makes me, um, I should give some justification for why I'm saying he'd want to do all three. For those who have never attended a Warriors game in person, you know, Steph has announced last. He's always announced last. It's been a while. He's hurt. But when he's playing, he's announced last. But what doesn't happen is him coming out when he's announced. Steph actually runs into the other four starters before his name is announced at all. He doesn't like the him being separated out. He kind of makes it about a team thing. And I think he would do something Similar for the statue, which brings us to the final portion of uh, of this podcast. Tiffany, I think the last thing we asked you to do is come up with a personal question for us, if you had one, to use as Judgment Theater. If you got one, fire away. 
I mean, it's kind of a personal question, but really, what have you guys not talked about on air? So it's more of like how much you like each other. And now Maxime's gone, but we'll get his answer later. You have courtside seats, and it's the Game 7 Finals NBA this year. Who are you bringing out of everyone on this screen, but not me, but the That's other. so obvious. I mean, if either of you two, if either of you fuckers don't bring me, who's never seen a loss, you've lost your mind. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the obvious oh, answer. Shit, yeah. for you, fucking Eric. You want to win or not? <laughs> uh, I'm taking MT because Bram's going to be fucking nervous as hell. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I love you. I know you'd have a good time, but you're going to ruin my experience. I don't know why you're apologizing. You just made my answer easy as fuck. I'm not bringing Eric. He can fuck himself. Enjoy your fucking loss, bro. <laughs> Nobody wants to sit next to his loss anyway. Thank God Maxime isn't here because it would have been a little bit more awkward if we had to do the, like, who do you save? You know, you're in a lifeboat and only one person gets to save anyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, in, at the off chance that this is the first time my wife ever listens to a fucking podcast, I would bring Erica in a heartbeat. Of course I would. And if she wasn't listening, if it came down and we'll, we'll add Maxime just for, uh, for entertainment purposes here. If I had to bring one, I'd bring Marcus. We've, we've been going to these fucking games forever for decades. Um, that's really the only justification. I actually genuinely dislike him. I don't want to spend any time. No, we, we've known each other forever. We split fucking tickets. Um, and so it would be the easiest move. And I don't hate him the way I hate Eric now. So, I mean, it's a very easy fair, fair. Eric was already expecting that. He was like. I telegraphed it. Empty? Um, my wife listens to the podcast as much as yours does, Bram. Um, even that said, I'm definitely bringing her because that's the right answer. And there are no other answers right for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, yeah. major love for you. Known you since we were five. So um, you are a very close second place. Yeah, there you go. I'll take it. I... Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> we'll probably cut this because I don't like it when we get along. I like conflict, not uh, <laughs> not people cooperating. Tiffany, you were phenomenal. Now I'm going to brace you. Um, I, Eric isn't on here randomly. He was selected specifically. I love Eric, even though I wouldn't go to a goddamn game with him. Uh, but no, I, I love Eric. He is a great judge of people and he doesn't mind speaking his mind. So I wanted him here to kind of observe you before we turned it to him and see if he gave you a seal of... of of approval. Um, so Eric, speaking on behalf of Golden State Reddit, what do you think, man? Does would would you suggest that Tiffany moves on in the bracket? Yeah, I would think uh between her and the number four seed, she would be my selection. Um <laughs> wait, do I you, like do you live a, a loaded do you live with your do you live with your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh no, I think that my mom is actually still in the bay. I I think you did a nice job. You had good questions, thoughtful answers. You seem very comfortable um, in the media space. And uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see some of your, your post-production edits and some of that kind of stuff that sounds like you might be tasked with if you move forward with the internship. Um, what an incredible transition because, Eric, there is one more stage. Perfect. Her last thing before moving on to next week is put, well, it's up to her. Um, she either runs our social media account for a little bit or posts a YouTube video. And if I'm remembering right, I think she selected YouTube videos. So we're going to see those very skills in action. Um, cool. Friday the 3rd is when we're going to post Tiffany's YouTube um, video. So if you want to help us judge her or just check out what the hell we're doing up on YouTube, go on to YouTube, search Warriors Huddle, and you'll find it there. Uh, Tiffany, any parting words uh, before we ask the audience's opinion on whether or not you should move on? I mean, here's a fucking breaking news story. You're moving on. There is no number four. You've already moved on. Cody isn't here to, to combat you, but, you know. Drop the confetti. Yeah. I know, right? Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pander to the audience nonetheless. Why should you be the uh, the winner ultimately at the end of this competition? I think I'd be a really like obvious choice to kind of, well, you know, just keep all these dudes in line that just get so emotional. Cause some, you know, it's funny. Cause everybody always says like, women are just so emotional. Like, you know, like calm down, calm down, calm down. But anytime one thing goes wrong in a game or in a season, like 
it's all these men just acting like so childish. So I'm just like, hey guys, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine. Like, just keep moving forward. Believe in our front office, even though it doesn't seem like we can. I just believe in the magic that is Bob Myers. Like, he's really, like, has always been my MVP out of everyone in the organization. I didn't mean to talk about men like that because I know most of your listeners are men. I feel like you're reading my fucking diary. No, you are on the money. And if nothing else, I now want you to be the winner so that if Bob Myers isn't here next year, just to see how you react to that news. Uh, But this has been crazy fun. We really appreciate you coming on. Eric, you, I mean, jokes aside, man, I'd go to a finals game with you any day. In fact, Marcus doesn't fucking drink, dude. So it'd be a prop like at those finals game at any Warriors game, I deal with my anxiety with just full blown alcoholism. And I, I don't, I, there's a chance that Marcus uh, would just yeah, be judging hey. me throughout. Yeah, there you go. So there's nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is filled right now with scotch. It is what it is. Um, so. Eric, I'd love to go to a finals game with you. You also know I love having you on this podcast. For people who need far more Eric Jett in their life, where do they go? Yeah, find us on Twitter at, at GSW Reddit. Uh, or come join us at uh, reddit.com slash r slash warriors and hop into the conversation there. I want to give one shout out to um, for all the listeners out there. It's not easy to come on a podcast. It seems like it is. And um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But when the mics go hot, it you, it's easy to freeze up. So um, I think Tiffany, great job on the first time joining the podcast. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. And, um, you know, I, I can see there's a lot of, of talent there. So I'm looking forward to you moving on. Uh, Cody, wish you would have joined, but um, hopefully you're still a, a fan of the huddle and also you're kind of dead to us. But other than that, um, <laughs> you know. I appreciate it. So just want to shout out to the listeners. Um, it's, it's not easy to do it. It's it's nerve wracking indeed. I think Bram and Eric and others make it seem a lot easier than it is. So um, good job on your first time. Associated shout out to Maxime for editing out Tiffany throwing up in the first 10 minutes. I mean, he's really good at what he did. I'm sure you guys didn't even know what happened. So, I mean, that's, you know, shout to him. Tiffany, any parting shots, Any uh, anything you'd want to uh, get out there? Yeah, I mean, it's just really easy and natural and comfortable. Like, I feel like you guys are, it's just nice because in Virginia, no one's really a a Dubs fan, like, at all. I'm, like, walking around in, like, my Dubs gear. I used to have flags on my car, right? Like, the only person for, like, a 100-mile radius with, like, Dubs flags on their car. And then you go to California, like, I the moment... I like hop off the plane, like a sea of, you know, blue and gold. And it's like, I'm home. So it's just nice to be able to talk about this with, with people that, you know, have the same passion and, you know, without having to explain, okay, so basketball is where you bounce the ball. You don't use your feet. So it's been, it's been real. It's been, it's been a lot of fun tonight. We really appreciate you. You did a great job. No joke at all for us. You want to let us know that Tiffany did well, get us a question. Let us know that we didn't do so well. You can shoot us an email. That's uh, huddle at warriorshuddle.com. We're also up on social media right now. It's only Twitter. That's going to expand, but on Twitter it's at warriors huddle. And then most importantly, YouTube, you want to watch us actually do one of these episodes or check out Tiffany's work come Friday. I already told you where to find that. And I'll leave you with this, Tiffany, as far as California and Warriors fans being everywhere. There was a period of time when we were nowhere when when Cohen was the owner. I can remember going to L.A. So in California, wearing a Warriors hat and someone asked me if it was a minor league team. There wasn't even the G League then. There wasn't a minor league team. It didn't even make any sense. So we've come a long way with that in mind. Go Warriors. Hopefully. See you real soon. Good, good.